From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, North Korea touts the success of its Sunday launch of a solid-fuel hypersonic intermediate-range ballistic missile and triggers censure from South Korea, the U.S., and other nations. President Yoon Seo-yeol pledges to extend the tax credit on investments in the semiconductor industry. And South Korea says it anticipates peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait following a win by a pro-American presidential candidate. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chen. North Korea said Monday that it successfully launched its solid-fuel hypersonic intermediate-range ballistic missile on Sunday. The launch marked the first missile provocation of the year, with Seoul strongly condemning Pyongyang, saying it's threatening peace and seeking to promote division within South Korean society. Max Lee reports. North Korea's state-run Korean Central News Agency said Monday that it has successfully test-fired a solid-fuel intermediate-range ballistic missile carrying a hypersonic warhead. According to the Missile General Bureau, the test was part of the agency and its affiliated Defense Science Institute's regular activities in developing powerful weapons systems. Seoul's Joint Chiefs of Staff confirmed that Pyongyang launched the IRBM at approximately 2.55 p.m. on Sunday. It marked the first ballistic missile provocation of the year and comes 27 days after the launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile on December 18th. South Korea's military determined that Sunday's missile flew about 1,000 kilometers and landed in the East Sea. The IRBM has a range of about 3,000 to 5,500 kilometers, putting it within striking range from North Korea to U.S. military bases in Okinawa and Guam. Hypersonic missiles are considered difficult weapons to intercept as they're capable of anomalous maneuvers at ultra-high speeds, several times the speed of sound. Meanwhile, the Defense Ministry issued a stern warning that the latest launch was a clear provocative act that violates UN Security Council resolutions and urged the regime to stop immediately. The Unification Ministry also followed with its own condemnation, saying that North Korea's actions are threatening peace in the region. Experts say the regime is expected to further raise tensions in the region, with provocations ahead of South Korea's general elections in April and the U.S. presidential election in November. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The U.S. State Department has condemned North Korea's latest ballistic missile launch as a violation of U.N. Security Council resolutions. In response to an inquiry by a South Korean media outlet, the department said that the U.S. condemns North Korea's ballistic missile launch on Sunday, adding this launch, as well as other ballistic missile launches by Pyongyang in recent years, is in violation of multiple Security Council resolutions. The department, however, reiterated that Washington remains committed to a diplomatic approach to Pyongyang and calls on the North to engage in dialogue while reaffirming that the United States' commitments to the defense of South Korea and Japan remain ironclad. Meanwhile, top nuclear envoys from South Korea, the United States, and Japan jointly condemned the missile launch. According to Seoul's foreign ministry, the denunciation came during a phone conversation between Seoul's special representative for Korean Peninsula Peace and Security Affairs, Kim Gun his Japanese counterpart Hiroyuki Namazu, and U.S. Deputy Special Representative for North Korea, Chong Park. North Korean Foreign Minister Che Sun-hee has reportedly departed Pyongyang on a three-day trip to Russia. According to the North's state Korean Central News Agency on Monday, 
Che left for Russia on Sunday from Pyongyang International Airport, seen off by Vice Foreign Minister Park Chol-chun, Vladimir Topeha, Russia's charge of affairs at interim in the north, and military attache of the Russian embassy, Valery Isayenko. The KCNA said on Sunday that Che will pay an official visit to Russia from Monday to Wednesday at the invitation of Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Amid accusations that North Korea and Russia are trading weapons in violation of UN Security Council resolutions, attention is on whether the issue will be discussed in these talks between the foreign ministers. Also drawing attention is whether a visit from Russian President Vladimir Putin to North Korea will be discussed as Putin accepted an invitation from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un during their summit in Russia in September last year. President Yoon Suk-yeol pledged to extend the tax credit on investments in the semiconductor industry that is set to end this year. At this year's third round of public debates on Monday, Yoon refuted claims that such credit as throwing money around for conglomerates, saying increased investment leads to rising profits and jobs in the ecosystem, as well as increased state tax revenues. The president said the finance ministry, a state agency that conducts business, offers tax exemptions and state subsidies, knowing that they would lead to more taxation and financial income. Referring to the world's biggest semiconductor megacluster being built in southern Gyeonggi province, with investment estimated to worth 622 trillion won, or around 472 billion U.S. dollars, Yoon anticipated at least 3 million high-quality jobs to be created over the next 20 years. The president said 950,000 direct and indirect jobs are set to be created in the next five years through investments of 158 trillion won. Yun highlighted the necessity of nuclear power generation, saying it requires a 1.3 gigawatt nuclear plant for every semiconductor foundry. The South Korean government said it anticipates peace and stability will be maintained across the Taiwan Strait in response to Taiwan's election of a pro-American president on the weekend. Expressing hopes of further expanding practical cooperation with Taiwan, Seoul stressed that peace and stability in the region are essential for peace and stability on the Korean peninsula. Emma Sparks reports. South Korea has expressed hope to see peace and stability maintained across the Taiwan Strait and the peaceful development of China-Taiwan relations after Taiwan elected a United States-friendly president. An official from Seoul's foreign ministry also said on Sunday that there is no change in the government's basic position on Taiwan-related matters. The official said Seoul has watched the election results and hopes to continue to enhance substantial cooperation with Taiwan across various fields. As for concerns about a possible rise in tensions around the Taiwan Strait after the election, the official stressed that peace and stability across the strait are essential for peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula and a crucial element for regional peace and prosperity. Lai ching Vice President of the ruling Democratic Progressive Party garnered just over 40% of votes in the presidential election on Saturday, defeating his China-friendly rival, Ho Yui, from the Kuomintang Party, who secured 33.49%. As the pro-American DPP continues to gain power, the conflict between the US and China over the Taiwan issue will likely continue. The South Korean government has maintained unofficial relations with Taiwan under the basic stance of respecting the One China principle. With the Yoon Song-yeol administration more clearly voicing opposition to Beijing's attempt to forcibly change the status quo around the strait, however, the Taiwan issue has at times emerged as a sore point in Seoul-Beijing relations. Emma Sparks, KBS World Radio News. 
A multinational joint humanitarian drill dubbed Cobra Goal, led by the United States and Thailand, will be held in the Southeast Asian countries starting next month, with South Korea's Navy and Marine Corps participating in the exercise. The Navy's 4,900-ton Yilchulbong landing ship, with some 420 personnel on board, departed for Thailand to join the exercise later to take place in 11 regions in Thailand from February 27th to March 10th. The annual Cobra Goal first began in 1982 and is considered one of the oldest multinational military exercises in the world and the largest joint exercise in Southeast Asia. It focuses on training multinational forces for a range of procedures to stabilize a region involved in a virtual armed conflict, with South Korea taking part in the drills for the first time in 2010 after attending it as an observer from 2002 to 2009. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index climbed 0.94 point or 0.04% on Monday to close at 2,525.99. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Century in Seoul. I'm Daniel Chen.